Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Because I was in Mexico, spring training game started, Ray. I watched today a couple innings of, I forgot who it was, Red Sox somebody. It was on ESPN, some spring training game today. It's always the Red Sox and somebody if it's on ESPN. Correct. So today is the first game that I watched with the pitch clock. You ready to talk a little new rules here in pitch clock? I'm here. You feel good about it? I never feel good about anything, but let's do this. My one recommendation for the pitch clock is the only person who needs to be keeping track of that is the umpire. Get the countdown off my TV. Okay, I don't need to be watching a clock ticking from 12 to 0 or 15 to 0 or 20 to 0. I don't need to watch the shot clock. The umpire will let me know if there is a violation. I don't need to see it. Get it off the graphic. Get it off the the the, the you know the the green screen or however they're putting it up on the please remove another statistic that I do not need to track in real time. I would I would suggest doing that. Oh, see, I want the clock. I want to be able to see it. Because that impacts the game in front of you where the stat, you know, is just telling you what a guy's done in the past. Give me the clock so I could see what's going on. And then I'll figure out whether I need to see it on every pitch or not. I'd rather have it than not. I don't need to know what the guy's OPS is you know, against teams in the you know, in the in the NL Central. See, to me, it's almost like the, maybe it's because I work in radio. I can feel fifteen seconds. I, I can. I can feel fifteen seconds. I can almost as accurately as a stopwatch tell you when fifteen seconds are up. It's the same thing that happens when I start watching guys run the forty at the combine. Like within a couple two tenths of a second, if I watch about. 5, 10, 15, 40 times, I can start guesstimating where that sucker is coming in. So, like, I'm just good at feeling time. Maybe that means I need it less. I don't know. But No, I mean, you get to have the opinion you get right. to have. I'm just telling you that this is something that is impacting the game right now. Statistics, for the most part, do not impact the game right now. Right, they just help the narrative move yeah, along. It's, yeah, and I don't need the narrative. In fact, there's less time for narratives. That's one of the things that people are going to figure out about the pitch clock. There won't be nearly as many long stories that fill in the space between pitches because there was not going to be a lot of time between pitches. No, it just it's, it's never been easier or harder to be a color guy, depending on how quickly you can get a thought out, right? Tim Roy could get a job in baseball. Now. Without a doubt. He could be a one-man army in that bad boy. So, to me, based on what I saw a few innings this morning, Ray, the new pitch clock has basically 
turned every single starting pitcher in baseball into Johnny Cueto. Which or, is what they wanted. Or Mark Burley, who I think worked faster than anyone I've ever watched. Like, Burley worked like he had somewhere to go. Oh, Rick Rushel is, like, he's the prototype on that. Um, he would he would routinely come in under two hours and be disappointed if it was more than two hours. And when I asked him one time about it when he was out of pitch for the Giants, he says, why work more when you can work less? There's perfect logic. I mean, is he working more or is he just working faster? Well, it's still fewer pitches. It's still more economy. You know, he's on the road at 9.30 rather than 10.30. He was all, all in favor of that, and I can see his point. Let's declare what we're looking at, what it really is. It's among the biggest rule changes any sport in our lifetime. The consequences of the pitch clock, Ray, run far beyond just the hitter, and the pitcher and the color commentator who now needs to get his point in faster than ever before. The amount of time that the bench has to communicate to the catcher, the pitcher, however they're sending strategy in. The amount of time that managers have to think of what they're about to do. I mean, they got to be two hitters ahead. I mean, we all know that they needed to be in the first place, but now you got to know what you're doing before you even do it. And the amount of time that guys are going to have to warm up in the bullpen, the lack of time that veteran pitchers who have very much established who they are on the mound are going to have. This is probably going to be easier for younger players to develop the sense of a pitch clock than it is for crusty old veterans who have already decided, this is my major league career, this is the way I do it. And now they are about to be changed radically. Alex Cobb on the Giants Talk podcast, probably coming out of Scottsdale, the most thumbs down on the new pitch clock of anyone I've heard with the Giants organization. That's for sure. Here's Alex Cobb on the NBC Sports Bay Area Giants Talk podcast. What's funny about all of this is uh, it seems like so much, and then you talk to people that have been through it. A lot of the guys in our camp right now were in AAA last year. Talked to a lot of minor leaguers about it, a lot of coaches that were in the minor leagues, and they say they, every time you talk about a certain thing, they say it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't change much. It feels like somebody's breathing down your neck on the mound, and everybody says that's normal for the first couple weeks, month, and then it became like second nature today i threw my second live bp it didn't affect me near as much as it did the first one so i can i can see how that's going to play itself out and i'm all for a quicker pace i would love to to get home and see my family before bed you know (laughs) which i'm sure most people was that is a little bit of a change of tune from alex cobb as he said his first go around with the pitch clock where he said it didn't feel like baseball it didn't feel like pitching i'm used to throwing a pitch and going through information at hand and there's just no time for that anymore it's hard to even digest what is going on but well, as he said he's he's acclimating himself yeah. to the new rules yeah that you can acclimate yourself to nearly anything when there's enough money on the table and, and max scherzer who is one of those old guys said I love the pitch clock. Now I have more power than I had before. So it's really just in how you look at it. Because I have a feeling that early on, 
the pitch clock is going to depress offenses. I think it's going to be worse for hitters than it is for pitchers. Well, that's what Tim uh, or Tim Kirchin said when he joined us a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I, I think. I, well, I think every rule change that is designed either to speed the game up or or increase offense usually works to the direct opposite of what they're trying to do. Now, I think the pitch clock, if they adhere to it for the entire year and don't allow any elasticity here, is going to shorten game times by about 20 minutes. But is that going to be worth it if you're going to get more three to nothing games? You know, because you're trying to get more action in the game rather than less game. And if the pitch clock is going to make it harder on hitters, what exactly are they gaining? Because I don't think the young generation that they claim to be losing complains about baseball because it takes too long. It's because not enough happens. So this experiment is going to take a long time to ferret out. And I think the biggest thing that they're going to have to figure out is, can you you make this into more runs? Because if you can't, this is a bad idea. Do you think we're experimenting with this, though? Or is this the new law of the land and the elasticity of the regular season will provide, like, zero refuge for those who do not like it? Like, the, this is an umpire who will give you two heartbeats beyond the pitch clock as opposed to this umpire who is ready to give the batter an automatic ball on the heartbeat of the zero of the seconds. You know, I mean, it feels like the 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 NFL's play clock, like some umpiring crews will give you that heartbeat at zero. Others do not. I think it's going to depend on what the offense is doing. Because I could easily see, let's say we're on June 15th, and offenses are down even more than usual because hitters aren't adjusting well. I could easily see a mandate from baseball that comes down and says, all right, we're going to make it 20 seconds. And we'll make it 25 when there's somebody on base. Because that's the real problem that baseball has. It's not time of game, it's pace of game. And making pitchers hurry up is all well and good, because it'll shorten games. But will it shorten games and make them even more boring by doing so? I think that's a very real possibility. And so I could see them loosening the rules come the middle of the season if, like so many other experiments in the Rob Manfred era, this one blows up in their faces. Cobb said, subconsciously, you're in hurry-up mode. You're go, go, go. When you start your delivery, you have to think in your mind, you're good, slow it down, hit your points of delivery and all that, rather than staying in an I'm rushed mode. Well, I, again, putting time for anyone to adhere to into a Major League Baseball game is as radical a change as baseball has honestly ever seen. It truly is, Ray, and I don't mean to be um, too in the moment on this, but I don't think it's 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 an exaggeration to call this one of the biggest rule changes in sports history. Um, I think it's the biggest rule change in the history of Major League Baseball. I think so. I mean, with the possible exception of the designated hitter. Fair which enough. was which was radical which was profoundly radical for its time and outraged people even more than this is. What why people are not quite as outraged about this as you might have thought is because two years ago the average time a game was three eleven. That was for any game. 
you know, extra innings, seven inning game, whatever it was. And that became the mantra. The games are too long. The games are too long. The problem is it's not that the games are long. It's that they're dull because there's less athleticism because in a walk, strikeout, home run world, nobody has to run hard for anything. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, so much of the action that you didn't even know you were watching and craved in baseball was action in the infield, action that came with bang-bang plays at bases, ground balls, double plays. That's it's, where so much of the action died. Yeah, stolen. I mean, a stolen base, taking first to third on a line drive single to right. You know, that, w- that was when you saw players doing things athletically. And one of the things that... the that the metric revolution did was it turned the game even more static than it was. It's as static now as it was before uh, 1969 when they expanded by four teams, lowered the mound, and then three years later gave us the designated hitter because baseball was in a similar situation. But nobody was worried about time of game then. They were worried about offense. And like I said, I don't know if the pitch clock is going to help offense or not. I think it could easily help deep, uh, the pitchers more than it will the hitters. I mean, I think it's going to appeal to an element of the short attention span theater that is out there. But if you've got a short attention span, I don't know much of a baseball you were watching in the first place. You know, and beyond that, it's is two to one better in two hours and forty minutes. You know, I mean, Greg Maddox says yes. Sure, but Greg Maddox could do that. You know, he he was one of those guys who was done in two ten. But are they doing what? What's the goal here? It's to make baseball more vibrant. Does this make baseball more vibrant? I don't know that anybody knows the answer to that. We'll see. Which is why, I, well, yeah, but but that's why I say they might loosen this this up in the middle of the season if it looks like it's not working. What if the opposite is happening? What if it is a smorgasbord of offense? Then they'll leave it. Exactly, the, and they'll they'll take all the credit in the world, and they'll say, "Look what we did to save the game." You know, because this is this is about two things. If you're talking about the management of baseball, if it goes bad, blame somebody else. If it goes good, take all the credit, including the credit you don't deserve. Oh, come on! Victory is a thousand fathers, defeat is an orphan. We all know that. Sure, but this is this is a commissioner, and this is a, a management. It needs a win on the field. Biggest rule changes in sports history. I mean, the NBA is dotted with rule changes that literally define the game that we see today. From the goaltending rule to the shot clock to allowing the dunk to the three-point line. Widening the lane. You change any of that, the game is, is radically different. I'm glad it all changed. In football, obviously the biggest rule change is you know allowing the legal downfield forward pass. You can't even imagine the game of football without quarterbacks being able allowed to throw it forward. And for baseball, I really think this is it. This is the pitch clock. What it looks like, how it's going to change the game, we will all learn shortly. Or maybe it'll take the whole year to learn what's going on here. But I, I mean, I think with hindsight, we can't say that yet. And by that, I mean if this is the biggest rule change ever because we don't know what the effect will be. We know with hindsight what the effect of the designated hitter was. So for me right now, that's the biggest rule change in baseball history. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.